On this week's episode, we've got Justin Wilcock all the way from the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. Uh, He gave me one of the best answers for what he would do if he got his vision back. And I think you all will love his answer. So here is Justin Wilcox's journey. Thank you very much for taking the time out today to be on my podcast. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Always love talking to other people with RP. Yes, me too. So tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, you know, who you are and where you're from, your family, all, right. all that. Uh, my name is Justin Wilcock, and I live in the northern suburbs of Detroit, Michigan, USA. Uh, I have Usher syndrome. So I have the hearing loss and vision loss. Uh, I got a beautiful wife and two young kids, and we live in a little old town. Um, uh, I'm the moderator at my church. I'm currently on the DDA board for the village I live in, and I'm running for village council. Awesome. And uh, when did you get diagnosed? When did this journey begin? Well, uh, my hearing loss started back in like kindergarten. So I was like, you know, four, five years old. And um, that's been pretty consistent. My hearing loss has not gone down since. Uh, But my vision loss, I was diagnosed at age 21, which is probably a little later than most people find out, I guess. Uh, but, um, yeah, I was 21. I started noticing something around 17, 18 years old, the whole dusk and dawn vision loss, uh, and night blindness. And then at age 21, they started seeing the black spots in my retina. And I went to the specialist and they confirmed it. And, uh, were you still driving at that time? Are you still, did you continue to drive or? Yeah, I continue to drive. I also, had cataracts too. Um, so that made things a little harder to drive, but, uh, I drove up to the age of 28. So in 2007, eight, around there, I stopped driving. Oh, okay. Yeah. I figure most people, I mean, tend to are lucky or fortunate enough to drive for a decent amount of time. And it's interesting you were saying about, you feel like being a little later, you know, getting diagnosed, but I've heard everywhere. I mean, I've, I've heard some people diagnosed at like three, but then I've also heard people who are, you know, you don't get diagnosed until like, you know, 50 or 40 something, you know, it doesn't show up or, or they just don't realize it until, you know, later on in life. Might be my mom yeah, was 32. 
Yeah, I, I learned that from Facebook. Like, you know, they say, oh, I diagnosed at 7 or 18 or 40. I mean, it just, it's just the window is amazing. So. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're not aware, if you're not, um, like, if you don't know your family history with that stuff, if you don't have one either, and, like, you just mm-hmm. happen to be the first lucky person, I guess. You don't think even <laughs> you don't you just you assume that your night vision is like just how everyone else's night vision is, and, yeah. and then it just takes something you know out of the out of the blue to be like, wait a second, maybe this isn't like everybody else. <laughs> well, I knew that around age seventeen because I would go hang up my my buddies, you know, and would be out you know hanging out at night, and I would walk into a tree. Yeah, or I would walk into uh, uh, an overhang garage, uh, overhang thing, or just thing that they see, but I I didn't, and I would have big bumps in my head or cuts and bruises, and so I knew something was wrong. But it took a couple years for the doctor to go, "Oh, you got RP." Right, and now are you the only one in your family that has it? As far as you can tell, yeah, Uh, nobody else on either side anywhere has anything like this. And how did you react at 21 to getting that diagnosis? Uh, angry. Uh, you know, uh, you know, 21, you're, you're kind of like in the young prime of life, getting out of high school and you're starting your life. And then this obstacle came along, you know, uh, you know, kind of threw me off. I actually was going to go to school, be a firefighter. And when I found out I was going blind, well, I just, I stopped. Or the point of doing that, so. so you felt like you didn't know your future so you, you're very like or you figured maybe it wasn't worth t- investing that time at that point to do that exactly yeah do you look back differently? Even the hearing, uh, yeah. What's that? do you look back differently on it now no like do you ever look back uh, and say okay i wish i did kind of do it and then you know and just deal with it later or do you feel like you made the right call <clears throat> I think I made the right call because um, I was so that was 21. I was legally blind by age 28. Okay. So if I continued on, I like I just started, so I've been done by age 24, and I was legally by 28. I was legally blind, so it'd have been a very short period. Gotcha. Um, I actually, but, I, I'm tempted to get into like, um, and this might be something that actually you might be interested in since you said this. Um, I had people from sports associations that I'm part of mention mm-hmm. that it would be cool to have, say, somebody visually impaired like myself or anybody come down and do the firemen's like challenges because the firemen can learn from us because we use other senses. So when they so when they're in the, going into a building and they can't see, that's like that's our wheelhouse. So we would you know we would know how to use other senses. So they want she wanted me to go through this you know, the training so that I could help the firemen learn how to use their other senses better and see how high would react, you know, to, you know, not being able to see, in a, you know, in a fire and things like that. So yeah, that's, that's true because, uh, you know, if it's all smoking there, they can't see anyways. It's all right. feel and, and just hearing. Center, yeah. So that's something hmm. to, that's something to think about if you ever, you know, still were, had that, that itch, if you will, you know, and you want to scratch that, like <laughs> go to your local, you know, uh, you know, fire station and just be like, Hey, here's, you know, here's what I got. That's, I want to help I you out. Have a, you know? Yeah. I actually have a local college, uh, the community college. They actually train 
uh, firefighters and paramedics on the property. So that might be something to look into. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, never, never say never. You know, yeah. like we we have something to to give. Like it, like I said, we're we're fortunate to have kind of we 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 use those senses more than they do. Like even if they think they're using them because they have to, like for us, it's like no, we're we're probably more tapped into them than they are. So yeah, they can learn a lot more probably just seeing how we're, you know, handling that same situation. It's a good I way to get. That. I think it's a good way to give back. And hey, you get to put on fire gear and stuff. You know? <laughs> there you go. That'd I wasn't gonna say no. I wasn't gonna say no to that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be fun just to be because I get to put some fire gear on. Yeah, but that's awesome. I just want to dig by an axe and just bust things up. That's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool too. I'm all for like, yeah, give me an axe. I mean, although yeah. I don't know, I mean, like, do they want someone who's like, you know, has just tunnel vision holding an axe? But you know, it's all right. <laughs> just, just step to the left, you'll be fine. Just get out of my way. Make sure everyone's clear. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I won't hit myself. I just want to. I mean, I can't guarantee I won't hit anybody else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, years later now, how do you feel, you know, you know, you mentioned being angry when you first got diagnosed. So now here we are, you know, how, how are you feeling about it now? Well, I realized today it's, it's been 20 years since I got diagnosed. Um, so I, I think when it comes to losing your vision, just like losing anything, you go through this phase of grief. So I, I, I don't know all seven, top of my head, but you know, there, there's the, right. There's denial, and there's the the guilt, and there's the bargaining, and then there's finally just the acceptance. Um, I looking back over the last twenty, I probably spent, spent about five years in denial, <laughs> from like age twenty one to age twenty six. Um, and then I had an opportunity to own my own, my own restaurant. Um, unfortunately, didn't do very well after a year, but that kind of it. I started to think differently. After that, it was a very expensive lesson, but it, it motivated me in a different direction. And then um, I started getting more towards the acceptance. It took took a while, but it got me out of the denial. Like I knew, like I got to start doing something differently. So, right. Plus, don't you feel like the um, the stages? I feel are much slower though for us. You know, when someone okay, like for instance, when someone passes away, you know, mm -hmm. you're that's it. Someone passes away. Now you begin, you know, you begin the the stages, and and then you get through it. RP, I feel, especially if you have like a, a slow progression, it's like yeah. the stages are much more, you know, like you mentioned, five years you went with denial. Probably, yeah. like I'm guessing about five years. Yeah. Yeah, because we all, we mean, we, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, I mean, I don't know how much you know about me, but I was able to, yeah, I was able to pretty much, I functioned as a normal. I was just, I worked more, I was more with the sighted people for the longest time. Like, I was just a guy who was mm -hmm. blind at night, you know? So yeah. you're like, ah, whatever, I can deal with that, you know? And then, so you just go through the whole, I'll be fine, you know? Maybe maybe this is as worse as it's going to get, you know? And then, you know, of course, that's not what happens, but it's so slow that you're just like, you're just dealing with those losses just a little bit every every day or, you know, every year or whatever. You don't really, it's not so noticed. So I could see why yeah. it takes long to be like, hey, you know, to be in denial for five years. It makes perfect sense. Yes. Like you said, especially after the, it's slow, so slow. You know, if it happened more suddenly, like in a car accident and, and through the head trauma, 
I can see that being maybe a little more easy. Oh, yeah. Not easy. No, I I say I I always say that sometimes when I show how it's like there's a there's a there is a difference between being visually impaired and dealing what we're dealing with and being blind. Blind, it's Mm -hmm. like boom, okay, it hits you. You you get your training. You learn how to use it. You know that it's that's it because it doesn't get any worse. You're you're blind. You're you're not going to go blinder. And um, for us, it's like okay, you we lose X amount of vision. We adjust to it. And it stays mm-hmm. that way maybe for a few years. And then it's like, okay, now we've lost more. We readjust. Yeah. We go, it's like we have to, or sometimes for other people, it's like not even a few years. It could be like every year they're losing a little bit, losing, and, and we're readjusting, you know, mm-hmm. constantly, you know, to, to that. So it's not that easy just to be like, okay, we'll get used to this, and you're, you're all set. It's like, no, mm-hmm. you know, we're kind of in an in-between world where we're sighted people. And we're we're blind people, but we're molded into one. <laughs> yeah, like we'll like see, we can I mean, kind of see, but we can't. What? So we can kind of see, but we kind of can't. So yeah, it's, like it's... I mean, you're still gonna approach something, at least for the longest time. I mean, I, I mean, I still even to the today, I still approach things as a sighted person. Like when I'm thinking of how to do something, my mentality is still gonna be, since I still have usable vision, I still mm. my I still approach how to do a task. You know, almost like I like I would always normally do, but then you have moments things happen, and you're like, "Wait a minute, I got to rethink that." You know, yeah. Like, like if you're going to use a chainsaw, or you know, something that's a <laughs> little more dangerous, or you're going to go up on a roof, you know, like or do something, you know, for the house around the house or something. Now, and those are the times you got to be like, "Well, I can't." This part of my brain, I have to kind of not listen to, and I got to realize mm-hmm. that even though I can, I feel like I can do this, but I need to now realize that my brain is tricking me and I need to make sure that I'm doing this safely. Cause that's not yeah, the law of the physics is still there. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're, you're, you're you're thought, you're, like, I feel like, you know, you can, yeah, like, let's go in and drive a car, you know, I'm, I'm going to do it, you know, but you know, like, you know, there's that part of you that, you know, one mistake. And that's, that's, that's not where you want to make an art. There's places to have an RP moment and it's okay. Like, you know, walking into <clears> a, uh, you know, walking into a, a wall or, you know, a, a cabinet door that's left open, you know, yeah. things like that. That's okay to have those moments and be like, all right, you know, that hurt, but everything's okay. You don't want to have an RP moment when you're holding a chainsaw or climbing on a roof or, no. you know, driving. <laughs> if you were, if you were still trying to run to drive, you know, so it's definitely, yeah, you, you got to know your limitations and, and that's the part of the acceptance. You have to accept that. Okay. People say, Oh, you can't drive. I'm like, no, I can drive. I just can't see where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I know how to operate the, the vehicle. I just can't see where I'm going. So, you know, there's a difference. You have to know your limitations. And yeah. That, that like, hey, if there's any... someone else in their car, I'd be able to, yeah, I could drive. Like if someone, if I had mm-hmm. a little extra set of eyes to act as my peripheral vision, yeah, I could yeah. definitely drive if I had assistance, you know. But uh, it, would it be the smartest thing? No, not necessarily. <laughs> but uh, it, I mean, would I drive better than some people on the road today? I bet you I would. <laughs> but you know it's like you said it's a personal you know it's it's a decision you have to kind of make and come to terms with Mm -hmm. and uh and i think we all obviously have some people weren't lucky you know didn't drive at all who i've talked to and some people were fortunate enough to be like hey you know i drove for 20 years or you know or whatever so i think it just take you know especially i've learned like you know being on the show you you learn that some of the things that we take even we take for granted there are people with RP that never even got to do them, you know, 
Like they, maybe yeah. they never got to really work at a regular job that they wanted to work at. Maybe we, maybe you know, you had such a slow progression. We were, you know, like we were able to. And so I, I, I even take what I'm able to do, and and take. You know, I don't take that for granted anymore. I mean, not that I think I did a lot, but I, I definitely appreciate it a lot more. The more I talk to other people on the show. Yeah. So how old were you when you started writing? Uh, my goal was thirty-five, and I made it to thirty-five. So just after, just I, I decided on my thirty-fifth birthday that because I, I was already kind of like feeling like beginning of twenty fifteen that like, I was like I don't know if you know I had a couple I had a, I was getting more and more close calls than I really really cared for and it was just getting to the point where driving was too much work too like it was like this is supposed to be fun and uh, this isn't fun yeah you know so uh, and I didn't want anybody taking my stuff away. Mm-hmm. So I want. It's to make different that when you make the decision. It's better than someone else making it for you. Yeah, because I've seen some posts that like that. That's yeah. a good thing to have. So. Yep. I don't want. I don't want to go to a doctor and they're just like, "Hey, just you know, let me see that license." <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta take that from you. Because <laughs> I feel now, that's more devastating. Twenty twenty. So looking back, should you have stopped driving sooner, or do you think you you stop at the right time? Um, sometimes I look back because I realized there was things that were happening and I'm like, you know, I, I think I had probably worse. I probably had less field of vision than I really realized because mm-hmm. your brain tricks you and, and RP is all about routine. Since I was doing the same routine, you know, going to work and my, I knew where my parking space was and things like that. I think my eyes were trained to look in certain places and I just didn't realize that I was so good at that, that. As long as I wasn't disrupted from my routine, it was fine. But every once in a while, you know, you get someone who walks across your car and you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, where'd they come from? You know, yeah. you, you did, like, even though I knew, obviously, that per- losing a peripheral vision is part of that, I just didn't realize, like, maybe I, I just thought, oh, I still had some. But then, mm-hmm. you ha- and my mom said that same thing to me. She said, things, she realized the same thing. She would, she would say, like, things happened when she was driving that she couldn't explain at that moment. But then she looked back and realized it was because she was losing peripheral vision, and that was what was going on. So then I thought about the same thing. Yeah. So now I look back. Yeah, I do. I do that a lot. You know, I'm very much. I definitely always look back at like you know five years ago when I was driving and things like that, or even go back even more like before my last year of driving. And I think, man, like was I even though I felt good here, you know, did I just get really lucky for? You know, did I get lucky for like four or five years? You know, but, you know, or, or was I okay? Or, yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, you, you have like, you know, those moments, and I think I tell people all of you. Know, if I one girl was on my show and she's still driving and she has like worse vision probably than me, like now, oh. <laughs> at, least, at least from what she described, and she's like, oh, she's like, I still drive, and I'm like, I'm not your parent, <laughs> and I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you not to drive, but your brain Did is definitely. Guess- your brain is definitely tricking you, and I want you to know that because you think you can drive, and you and trust me, like I felt the same exact way, but it took a few moments, to, you know, a couple times where I took a turn and realized, oh my god, I almost hit a, you know, I almost hit like a a cone, or I almost hit this, like I didn't even, it didn't even realize it was there, or I mm-hmm. went across the intersection and I looked left, I looked right, I looked, I did it like multiple times, crossed, and all of a sudden a car almost came and hit me, so. Uh, as much as you want to be like believe you can do it and you, sometimes you really need to you know step off if, if you're if you have i feel if you have just tunnel vision you probably shouldn't be driving yeah no matter how good of time no matter how much like even if you have like just 
a really decent amount of central. Like I, I still don't feel like you should be driving because <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we rely a lot on peripheral vision and you don't realize that until you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know how much you actually did rely on it. You're like, wow, I really use that a lot, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. And you can't be looking left and right in your car while you're trying to drive straight and, and, and try to pay attention to so many, like if I were on the highway, if you're on the highway and like, I'm sure even you, I bet right now, if I placed you on a highway, and you were with the flow of traffic, you'd be able to drive. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe not straight do you line. feel you have enough? Like, yeah, if you're staying in your, if you're in your lane right now, do you feel you have enough vision? Like right now, if it was like just as long as you knew nobody else was gonna like come colliding into you, you know, perfect it was world, like a cloudy day, you know, like no one was there. Yeah, maybe, like, yeah, but... a, yeah. <laughs> like if, that's the thing we can't problem is we can't account for other people. Yeah, you think of it, in a perfect world where like everyone's driving the way they should and. You know, everyone's obeying the traffic laws and and all that stuff. You could feasibly, like, even with central vision, could drive mm-hmm. as long as people weren't crossing the road when they weren't supposed to cross, and you know, and weren't you know, stop you know, blowing lights. And but that's the problem. Yeah. We, <laughs> that world doesn't exist. <laughs> no, does not. <laughs> and I'd feel guilty as I'd feel horrible by killing somebody or something. You know, like that's that's gonna stick with you. <laughs> If you want to think yeah, that time yeah. maybe that was my final straw. But the last time I drove, I actually it wasn't my fault, but kind of was. I accidentally ran into somebody, mm-hmm. and that was my final straw. Like I, I'm done. I just didn't want to drive anymore. So, yeah, understandable. Because like you said, how many times more will that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, how many times will you get more? How how lucky can you continue to get? You know, I mean, it's one thing to be a stunt man, and you're putting yourself in that all the time but you don't want to be doing that just because you're just trying to regularly drive to work or something it should yeah, feel like that. you're like okay well i'm getting the car right now and well this could feasibly be the last time i'm driving because i might die because because <laughs> of some mm-hmm. rp moment that i'm not aware of no it, it's it just don't feel worth it so when I, it's and just, i was okay with stopping because like the last two years like i would do the white knuckle driving like i would have the hand on the steering wheel so tight i was so stressed out mm-hmm just trying to get to point A to point B. So when I quit driving, I, I was okay. I was like, All right, I'm done. It's not worth it, right? It's not worth it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Driving supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. You know, like driving shouldn't be that work. Yeah. You shouldn't be like, have to be like, plan your whole, like, where am I going to be? What time of the day is it going to be? The time I get back. Like, oh my, okay, I'm going to work and it's my late day. I know it's going to be dark when I leave work. So now I got to make sure I'm, you know, real careful. And it's, it's just too yeah. much like to really, to really think about it should it might this shouldn't be like this <laughs> um i know in one of your previous podcasts you mentioned driving and following the white line and that's how i spent the last year driving like i would just focus on the white line on the passenger side yep to drive home at night and that's it. you know i didn't study that but that's if it how was I really dark around. out if it was really yeah, if it was really dark out yep that was my world yeah Oh, follow the white line. The white line gone. I am lost. <laughs> That's what I was just gonna say. I was gonna say there's been. I've had scenarios where I've had some really scary. Like I was afraid. Like I, I went to a drove. I think towards the end I drove. Um, yeah, actually I think it was that year. It was my last year of driving, and I remember my friend uh had an apartment, and um and I was like, oh yeah, I'll drive there, you know, because he just moved in, and I took like like these my, my phone took phone took this really sketchy dashy way. So I had some never, never gone, gone this way. way. Didn't know where I was. The road, the road, the road like, road, 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 like, road
and I, and I was, like, like just so, like, just scared, scared and nervous, like, it was, like, I was so stressed, I was like, this is, I, I don't like this at all, like, I don't know where my phone's taking me, this is ridiculous, you know, I would've been better off taking the main roads, but this is what happened, and, uh, yeah, that was really the moments where I'm just like, I'm getting too lucky at this, <laughs> you know, this is not fun, I mean, I think we miss it, but it's just, no, it's just not worth it. No. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't think you mentioned, but where is your vision uh, currently, though? Uh, I have not seen the actual retina specialist in a long time. I'm actually going to see him in the month, but I'm guessing I'm probably around like five degrees, maybe less. Okay. I don't know for sure. Uh, so yeah, about five, about five degrees vision, central vision. That's it. Okay. So are there things? Uh, what do you? Um, what are your interests? What are you into? Uh. Well, I'm teaching myself how to play guitar. Uh, I have a garden. Um, I, I Last year, I ran my first half marathon on the Detroit-Windsor International Marathon with a guide Congrats. runner. Uh, awesome. We would be doing a full marathon now, but the whole COVID thing kind of screwed things up. Yeah, that, that kind of ruined the whole thing for me, too. <laughs> yeah. um, Season's over. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got two young kids, you know, I'm very involved with the church, I'm very involved with the community, trying to, you know, be awesome. part of something and, and not just sit around. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I try anything new, try anything once. Um, I teach myself how to play the piano, just, just trying to keep my brain going, and I'm learning Braille right now, which is interesting. Awesome. Is there anything, like, do you find RP has affected how you have to learn these or have like maybe or like are there things that you used to like be into doing that now you can't um music, i don't know i mean like what challenges uh, you have like doing learning guitar does i mean is there anything different that maybe are things that you do to help you learn guitar or is it or do you just do it the same as anybody else would do so uh i can't read sheet music obviously i mean i could i have all these electronic stuff you like probably use cheap music but i learn by watching youtube so you know if i if I find the right guy on youtube saying put your first finger second fret on the g string and and so on and so forth if he's slow enough i can figure it out if he's too fast i have to look up youtube and look at it in negative mode and find out where the finger go so there's there's a way to do it just not as simple as just oh there it is you know there's right. just a long stretch of doing it so okay yeah, work a little harder. <laughs> so you just adapt and, uh, you know, overcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so are there any time of uh, questions that you get often that bother you when it comes to your vision? Um, like, has anybody ever been like, oh, how can you use a phone? Or, you know, how many fingers am I holding up? The classic, you know. Um, I, I don't get the finger thing very often. I don't think I've ever gotten that. Um, okay. I I have a smartphone, and yep. you know, for the longest time, I always use the magnifying glass on my on my phone. But even before all this technology upgrade, but I still use the magnifying glass now. I don't know why. I'm just it just I'm just used to it. <laughs> right. um, I have I have an Android. I'm hoping to get an iPhone one of these days. But uh, you know, people wonder why I use the magnifying glass in the phone. I'm like, no, I can't see. I'm visually impaired. Uh, uh, but the the one thing I, I get 
They don't ask me. So I have a leader dog, a guide dog. Uh, and I got him from Leader Dog for the Blind uh, back in 2017. And I don't live far from there, probably like 10, 15 minutes away. So the people who live in this area are used to seeing people train the leader dogs. So when they see me walking down the street, they go, oh, you training? I'm like, no, I'm an actual <laughs> blind guy. Like, I need a shirt that says real live blind guy, you know, air pointing up. The sign says working, don't pet me, but they just assume I'm training. But that's because they're so used to seeing that. They're not used to seeing an actual blind person like using the actual dog. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of, I don't say it bothers me, but that's like the one thing I hear a lot of. Like, oh, he's training. Or, Why are you training? You know, how long have you been training for? And I'm like, I'm not training. I'm actually working. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he, we're, I'm just, no, I'm just walking down the street. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm doing what uh, you're doing. You no, know, I don't get any weird questions. I, uh, okay. You know, how many fingers? Nothing like that. At least not yet. Do you ever wonder though? Like sometimes I wonder, like if I'm when I'm if I'm out with my cane, and then I'm on my phone, I always sometimes feel like somebody's looking, going, "Oh, he's faking it." Uh, like yeah, like you know, like how is he using? Because I had somebody on the train actually like, stare at me, because I had my cane, but I was sitting, I, and I was sitting right across from him, and he stared dead in my eyes. The whole almost the whole train ride because he assumed I was blind, so he's literally staring right at me because he thinks I'm mm. blind. I'm like, I, I wanted to look at him and go, um, "Can I help you?" Because you know, I, I do have vision. <laughs> I do have vision. <laughs> yeah. see, my really vision. Really creepy. Not um, what before I got my dog, I had a cane. Um, uh-huh. my wife would see people giving me like the weirdest looks, like. Why are you out here? You know, what are you doing with that cane? Just, just looks and it would drive her nuts. Like she almost like started yelling at people, <laughs> but you know, uh, people are people. They're going to, they're going to look and accuse and judge, and, yep. you know, it's all the information. It's like, it's a, some people just aren't educated. Yeah. No, like, people think that blind people just stay home there in their closet and don't do anything like, oh, that's well, not that, how to live. <laughs> and people think blind is blind. Yeah, like the visually impaired doesn't exist. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's and we are just having this conversation with uh, Victor. We were saying that in my last podcast, one of my last podcasts, and I was like, "Yeah, people just don't get that there's 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 so many levels to uh, division loss and things like that." Mm-hmm. And you I know, hear like it's, just, it's very right. rare that someone actually is actually one hundred percent blind. Like that's a rare thing to be. Usually, people have some kind of light. To be completely blind is pretty rare, apparently. No, totally, right? Yeah. So, how do you feel about the dreaded wet floor sign? Ah, uh, the wet floor sign. That really <laughs> doesn't bother me, because I have a leader dog, and he okay. just walks me right around. But do you remember the times before then? Uh, yeah, before I had the cane, I used to work for a supermarket, mm-hmm. and... Um, you know, those are key breeding grounds for signs for that. Uh, oh, yeah, totally. So I kind of knew where they would be most times, and I would avoid that area. But <laughs> when you're in the back alley behind the store, like in the stock room, and there's a wet floor sign, well, it's like super dark, and you can't see it anyways. Right. Um, I would hit those once in a while. <laughs> it's it's uh, almost like a gang. But, you're describing almost like a gang, like, oh, I can't go down that alley. 
or everywhere. <laughs> I can't go that way. Well, I'm gonna have to wait. I don't want to leave there too late because I can't see them. You know. <laughs> but you know, if I did hit them, I I made sure I hit them. Like I was gonna oh, committed. <laughs> yeah, like, I committed. Yeah, if we're gonna do uh, this, we're doing this right. Yeah, but that same job, he's yeah. working the produce department, and they would have carts and carts of all the produce on in the Iowa, and this boy had the cane. I would bump into it. My shins would just get marked up and it would hurt because the car wouldn't move. It'd be like 500 pounds of apples, but it wouldn't move. Oof. So my dad had the idea. He got me um, soccer shin guards. Ah, smart. I wore shin guards <laughs> to work day and I would kick those things and they didn't bother me. So uh, that was great. But uh, but besides the wet floor signs, I hate coffee tables. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Those are worse than the sign. Coffee tables are my enemies. Oh, if you have a glass one, you have a glass. Remember a glass coffee table? Mm-hmm. Those are oof. You don't want that. Uh, when I first moved in with my wife, um, she had a glass coffee table. I'm like, I'm sorry, but that's got to go. Or, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna hit me custom curse every single, you know, every hour. This is this is how ridiculous I am. We bought a we got a house in like October last year, and our mother in law was like kind enough to have a friend who was selling like a, match, uh, a couch, a, a sectional with like a matching, you know, end table and the, and the coffee table. And mm-hmm. it's all black. Okay. Like, why would I, I don't even know why I agreed to buying it. I was like, I don't know why I was like, it's like almost like I was looking to punish myself. I mean, the second way, the, the end table. Couch. The, oh, leather, the, couch is, uh, the couch is black leather, so I mean that's okay. That's fine. Like the the couch doesn't bother me, even though like it would. I still would prefer something like lighter color so I can see it better. Uh, especially <laughs> if you're putting like say um, say because I'm very I don't like putting like, remotes and stuff on the couch because you put a black remote on a black couch. Where's the remote? Now I got to sit there and ask everybody where everything is. So it would have been yeah. nice if at least if there was like a nice like say a light brown we had a light brown couch or something because then there's some contrast. But no, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why I agreed to that. So well, just get some white duct tape and just kind of go on the edges, make That's them a little design. There you go. Get some trim. I like it. <laughs> I might do that. I I I'm actually supposed to repaint the end table and the coffee table, and I'm like, I don't think it's gonna be black when I'm done. <laughs> 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 I think it's gonna be repainted something different. But it won't be. It, it won't be black. Anybody, it might be bright green. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Done. Maybe one maybe. bright green, one bright orange. Yeah, like we get crazy at this. Like, you know, so, some neon uh, colors going on in there. That's it. I, I don't want to do this. I'm like every time I hit my corner, I, like, if, see, that's a problem, and and the you, I'm sure, can relate to all this, and well, all of us can. Um, it's fine if you leave a coffee table where you know you always have it. So you know you you know muscle memory and all that you you know you know where to walk, but it's those mm. moments where you're like oh I got to move out of the way for to do something. That's when you hit it the most because it's never been there before. Yeah. Or like anytime you Except move you something. Have that off day. Yep. You ever have like an off day where like everything like two inches to the left? You don't know why, but you're like two inches off. <laughs> oh, like when you walk into like the the door frames and stuff. Yeah. You think you're clear. You know? Uh huh. <laughs> Like I thought over here, you know, it's just until like, it's yeah, like one institute is just off for some reason. Yeah, I agree. Yep, those are. Yep. Mm-hmm. I only had one person on the show that never like was like, oh, my vision's always the same. Like only one person I think so far that couldn't really relate to, as I call, RP days. 
Like yeah. you have every day where you're like, oh my god, I'm not, I'm not going blind. I'm, I'm amazing. Like I can do everything today. And yeah. You have days where, yeah, like you said, for whatever reason, you're gonna walk into every possible object you can. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird. It's like it's like the moon is off balance or something, and just like everything gets moved. <laughs> I mean, like I said, you have like that... one moment you're catching things that are falling, like like a ninja. Like one moment you're like you can sense it, and you're like you're just you're just having a great day. Like things are falling, but you're catching them, and you're 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 almost walking into a door, but you just you avoid it just in time. Like you're so good. Like everything is like good. The next day, yeah, like ow, boom. <laughs> or you hit the dishwasher like eight times that you're loading it. Like it's always just. And even though it's there the whole time, you know it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just like spin the wrong way. You're like one inch off, and like, dang it, you know, and your chin yeah. bleeding, and the dishwasher is knocked off balance. And or has anybody actually so. ever told you where something was and you still hit it? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Like give you a heads up, yeah. like oh yeah, yeah, that's over there. You're like ah, oh, it doesn't matter. Like. I'm still gonna thank you, but I'm still I'm probably still gonna walk into that. Yeah, like you know, look at that step. Okay, thanks. I missed it, and I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I always say that. I mean, because you know, if we if we look straight, you know, obviously, in more in the distance, uh, that our our field of vision increases. So if you're looking straight yeah. ahead, way down at something, and you're like, oh, I well, I can see that cone. As I'm walking, you can see the cone coming to you, coming to you. It's the problem is once that cone gets within like a foot or so of you, that's when you just lose it. <laughs> so it doesn't right. matter that you saw that cone like like 100 feet down the road. Because mm-hmm. you, you haven't pr- approached it yet. That's when you're just going to be, you're still going to trip on it. You're still probably going to walk yep. into it, even though you saw it, even though you're like, it's right, it's right down there. I see it. And you're like, nope. Like, oh, the other, there it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's that? Because you know, yeah, that's what happens. You for, you look away for one second because it, that's what happens. You look away. If you don't keep it in your, if you don't keep your eye on it the whole time, and you mm-hmm. just happen to, for just a split second, just kind of look somewhere anywhere else but there. Yep. Where's that cone? Where's it? Ah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one distraction. Like where'd it go? Oh, I'm on it. Okay. <laughs> that, that's RP right there. You got to be like focused. Yep, laser focused. Yeah. Like. Whatever you're looking at that you know is going to be a problem, you got to focus on it and keep your eyes on until <laughs> until you're safely by it. <laughs> or use your yeah. hands. I always put like my hands are always at, like around my house and stuff like that, so that I know that if I know I'm having a rough day where like I know I'm bouncing off walls or I'm walking into like ra- you know door frames, I always every time I'm going through a door frame, I always kind of have my hands out a little bit to my side to kind of judge, you know, like if I'm a little off center or. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I use my forearms. Now, okay. Like, I'll put my forearms up and, and just kind of bump my way around. If, if I have an off day, most days I can right. walk around the house, no problem. But those off days, like, okay. Just, yeah. Put my forearm up. Put your defense up. Yep. Usually, <laughs> it's like, if I keep using my hands, the, the walls get dirty. So my forearms uh, aren't as dirty. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I'm the guy that gets in the walls that gets too dirty. So my wife's like, clean the walls. I got to clean the walls. So I try to prevent that by just using my Four so yeah because you're already doing it dad then you don't want your wife being mad at you too and uh, yeah it's a whole thing <laughs> she doesn't get mad she just tells you to do it and i get yeah to, yeah yeah, again, yeah. So. <laughs> like you're putting fingers on the wall like oh, oh that's right <laughs> you know it's not the kids because the kids are like you know four feet tall and under i'm I know, just you three, can't blame so my... I, yeah i don't know what you're talking about i can't kids. blame that <laughs> it's not me <laughs> Tell the kids to clean it. <laughs> yeah. 
didn't reach out to her. Give him a letter. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a classic question. Um, if you were to get your vision back, what's like the first thing you'd be doing? Uh, I mean, first I look at my wife. It, I would look at my wife and my kids because I don't know if you describe this or not. Like when I look at somebody's face, you can only see one section, like only one eyeball or just their nose or just their smile. Oh, you're very, that's right, your, my, field of, your field of vision is much like smaller than mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got you. So in my head, the, the image of my wife and my kids is almost like a puzzle where like yep. pieces missing yep. and it yeah, constantly yeah. moves. Okay. So I don't have a complete image of them in my head. So that's one thing I would definitely do. I like that. I Look at my answer. wife. That was a but, good answer. Um, but I would drive. Like I would <laughs> get behind any muscle car. I don't care what it is. I say you're in Detroit, man. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in Detroit, where the Motor City is is alive and well. My car is. From I, you. I want to. I have a Mustang mm-hmm. that's from you where you were. If I I still can wrench. I like to work on cars. And uh, yeah, my Mustang's from uh, Dearborn. It was built in Dearborn, okay. Michigan. So like, yeah, man, like I want to go out there. So what year? Uh, ninety one. Anyone? Nice. Hard top convertible? It's the LX 5.0. Yeah, hard top, yeah. Nice. Okay. So I, I yeah. figured I can still wrench and I still like to work on cars and I wanted to pass that on to my uh, son. So hopefully when we uh, when he gets a maybe like he's eight now and he's he's done a little bit with it. Like Jack put the, he helped me put a, top, uh, a seat in or, you know, he helped me jack. He likes to jack the car up. He does stuff like oh, yeah. that. Or he loves washing it. That's, that's his, he likes using the hose. Um, yeah. but yeah, I, I figured I wanted to, you know, while I can still kind of, you know, work on stuff and do that, like there was no reason why, just cause I can't drive doesn't mean I can't, you know, work on cars and, and, and still be in that. So my friends drive it, I work on it, but my friends, you know, drive me around in it. So hopefully nice. uh, I'll get to do that. But yeah, you mean, dude, like you're like in Detroit. I'm like, hell heck yeah. I'm going to hop in some type of muscle car yeah. and, uh. Um, we live right off like a main road and like we see my boys now it's in the porch we'll see muscle cars going by all day motorcycles um you know it's it's fun to see you can see it but um no i mean if i could i i would if i had my site back i'll probably have my license suspended within a week <laughs> awesome you ever watch the show roadkill <laughs> i just so you ever watch that show roadkill if you haven't you should check it out no Roadkill, they do actually, in near you, they do an event every year called Roadkill Nights over on um, was it, uh, Pontiac, Michigan? Lakewood Avenue? Yeah, I know Pontiac. Okay. okay. Yeah, they shut that down and they do like a whole weekend with drag, you know, dragsters and and like all that fun rides. Dodge, like fun, you can take a ride in like a Dodge Hellcat or whatever. And um, just oh, the whole thing, like everyone, like Goldberg is there and all these other people from, you know, other like, you know, motor trend shows and all that stuff. It's a, uh, I want to go, but I, I missed it like the past few years. Um, I was supposed to go last I'm surprised year. I didn't know about that because I live probably 15 minutes from Pontiac. Oh yeah. So YouTube, I'm, I'm they do have, I think they might still have episodes, but I know it's mostly on the motor trend app, but I can't remember, but they probably do have still like, cause they started out as a YouTube show, uh, roadkill. But yeah, like if you're, yeah. You know, since you're so close, that's like something definitely to check out. Roadkill, and it's called Roadkill Nights. Definitely check out there, you know, because yeah, obviously everything's canceled this year, uh, but hopefully next now, is year. Is that during the Dream Cruise or is that during? 
you know when that it's in that august happens? it takes place to august usually it's like mid-august like you know that's usually okay. when you have it so uh next year i'm sure i will be there we'll be there okay i'll, I'll, I'll find someone i'm someone of my left and like like i'll be i'll be out in michigan okay so i might have, have to look you up <laughs> Yeah, definitely, I'm man. I might have to be uh, like, hey, <laughs> come on out. <laughs> we'll we'll find each other cool. somehow. Um, but it sounds like they usually have the, the Woodward Dream Cruise around mid-August. So probably... That's right, it's Woodward Avenue. Thank you. That's that's what it is, Woodward Avenue. That's, yeah. that's the when they shut down. Because Woodward Avenue goes from Pontiac all the way down to Detroit. I, I, I want to say oh, okay. it's like a... I'm guessing here, I think it's like a 40-mile stretch. I mean, it's a huge stretch. And they... And, People driving the plastic car. It's like one big giant plastic car traffic jam. <laughs> oh, okay. No, um, yeah, they do lot of like, it, Yeah, I know Jumbo though. They do yeah, every year. Definitely. This year they canceled it, but I guarantee people are still going to be there. So. Oh, of course. No. So wait, when does that take place again? That's usually like mid-August. Uh, like yeah, they want to incorporate that into the whole thing. I'm wondering. I don't know if that happens to be just yeah, but I know. I think I, that does sound familiar though. What you're saying, the Woodward mm-hmm. uh, Dream Cruise, that sounds really familiar. Uh, yeah, no, I want to definitely go up to Michigan. Years, I, I want to go to Dearborn. I want to go to visit. I want to take a tour of the uh, plant. I want to get a picture of my the Mustang in front of actually the factory. You know, I think that'd be fun. Nice. So, so what color yeah. is your Mustang? Red, because my mom used to own. And then I probably made the hot, I made the hood black because to pay homage to my mom before she stopped driving. She used to have a a 1968 Mustang that she always. I remember oh, growing up, her always telling me about it, and she like loved this car, you know, traction bars and Krager wheels and and all this stuff. And nice. so to pay homage to her, since it happened to be like I got a red Mustang, I decided to uh I painted the hood black to make it look like her, you know, her hood. And then like, and then uh, it turns out that the they had these uh, Fender albums on that had the you know the pony Fender you know the the Fender albums on there. That I've yeah. never seen on a 5.0, which, which turns out they were somebody else put them on. They're from a, they're actually 1968 Mustang Fender album emblems. Oh, and I was th- thought that was awesome. I found out because I'm actually friends with the original owner on Facebook. Because when I got the car, it was a floating title. It had never been registered in the past two years, so she had sold the car two years ago, and it still had her name on the title. So I looked her up, and we're friends now. And she's actually seen the car. Nice. I brought it to her in New Jersey because that's where it originally was from. And uh, her, okay. she got to drive it with her daughter. And so I, we keep in touch. And she's the next buyer. If I ever sell the car, she's already said that she wants it back. So <laughs> I said, if anything happens, I'll, may, I'll be sure that that's where the car will go back to. So what condition so. was the car in when you got it compared to now? Uh, it had a lot of had the, dead mice in it and... It's basically, it really needed a really good cleaning. It was at a garage when I picked it up. It was okay. at some like you know, and I think and I think it went. I think it changed hands a couple of times within the two years, and and uh, she wasn't able to really work on it. She was good about maintaining it because I can tell the car had been pretty well taken care of up until maybe the past you know two or three you know three years or so. But yeah, some guy messed up the ignition. They put a new ignition in. You can tell, and a bunch of things that even she doesn't remember. Um, but it just needed a really good like. <laughs> cleaning and all that stuff because it smelled like mice and because it obviously must have you know all over the place i was vacuuming you know mice poop and everything out of it um <laughs> i called it i called it the mice dang so for a while mice 
I mean, it ran strong. Everything else was good. I mean, it still has the same exhaust on it and stuff that she had. A lot of stuff that when you know she had on the car is still there. And um, but it's a, it runs a lot better now. It's a yeah. I've done a lot of work in terms of you know the front brakes. The entire brake system's been replaced. And so these are things okay. I, uh, I as I like to do. You know, I should goes to show you. You know, guys out there, people out there with RP, you can you know even when, if you like to work on cars, you can still do it. You know, just got to be a little oh, yeah. more careful where you put your wrenches and, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. That's the hardest part. You know, it's like you put down tools and you're like, oh, like, where did I put that? <laughs> yeah. Like, so you got to make yeah, sure you know where you put everything. A little more light. <laughs> yep. Or you got to watch out for doors. If you forget to close your car door, you're going to walk into it, you know, or, or oh, a hood yeah. or, you know, yeah. So it's, it's just, yeah. Or a yeah, trunk or the car yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I think it's a, I, I I, I that's where then that's where I still treat myself like the same way as I always would you know I'm gonna I, I like working on cars I'm still gonna do it and you know just like you you know like you said but driving's like the it would be it would be nice to be able to just get in a car and be like have that feeling that everyone else has <laughs> you know like we actually know like like you see everything that everyone else sees yeah but yeah no but actually but by the way I, I but side note I actually loved your uh I loved your first answer though because that's like I've never gotten that answer yet, and I think that's really good. Just saying, like, yeah, you know, I, I wish I could just see my family. Like, I see, like, I like see them whole. I like, I like that. That was cool. Yeah, because you know, it, it's nice to see my wife. You know, once in a while, like just to see her in whole. Mm-hmm. I like. I just like that. Was that was your first no, answer? I don't right? have like, it. That's, that's good. Well, we we appreciate things more oh, though. I think you, you know you you really soak that in. You know. I'm sure even yeah. now, you you look at things now, and you know something that's so maybe meaningless to somebody else that you know who just has normal sight. To us, it's like we don't know if that's the last time we're gonna be able to see something like that. You know, so mm-hmm. we so you soak it in. You know, uh, like, okay. Yeah, like I I can see a tree, mm-hmm. but I miss being able to see each individual leaves just moving in the wind, like okay. you know. The, right. the details that I miss, like I know the tree there, I can see the tree, but it's the little. Yeah, when we start losing the yeah, we in, start losing the yep the whole yep. Uh, no, yeah. So I sometimes you know, I stare at my little... son. I'll stare at my son. He doesn't even probably know why. Sometimes I just <laughs> sometimes I do that. Just I just didn't stare at him, <laughs> and it's like that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm literally just kind of absorbing that image, you know, into my head. You know. Mm-hmm. So that you know, God forbid, anything. It happens. was easier when my kids were younger and they couldn't move. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just like a, it just kind of blur by. How old are your so kids? It's a little harder. <laughs> uh, seven and ten. Okay, so I think in a way you might be able. To, uh... Did you notice like when you? Uh, how was your vision though when they were born? Do you remember that? Uh. I... Do you remember like like so, not being able to see them um, like on one it, shot then or hello? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, but, um, I lost you for a little bit. You still there? Uh, I'm losing you. I'm still losing you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, now I hear you. Hello. I hear you. Do you okay. hear me? Okay. Yeah, that part out. <laughs> you mean now? Go ahead. So tell, tell me what, 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 what were you seeing? Okay. Uh, so when they were younger, I'm outside now. So 
But when they were oh. younger, um, I, I kind of remember seeing their face a little easier. But I used to also have like special lights around them. I changed the diapers, and and so it was easier with the lights on them to see them. Oh, okay. I was I was asking him because I remember that was the first moment realizing I was going blind during the day was when I had my son. Like that's when I first really started to realize my peripheral vision was going because I remember looking at him and thinking to myself that I, I wasn't able to take him in all in one shot. Like I couldn't look at him and see him, his entire body. I had actually kind of scanned a little bit. Like there was something missing. I'm like, that was like, that to me was my first kind of, oh, okay. Things are, things are happening. So, you know, I, kinda, I probably never truly experienced that because I probably, I was probably already there when I started having, okay. When that, okay. Like, like, you know, I already had the, the, the cookie cutter image, like going like, you know, a spot in the interval. So, right. Uh, I get you. I, I see what you're coming from. I, I get that. Um, right, I don't think right. I've experienced that. But you also saw you huh. stopped driving at that point, right? Because you said you're 10 is your oldest. So that was like, that put you like past 28. You said you stopped driving like 28, right? Uh, I stopped driving in 2008. And he was oh. born in 2010. So about okay. 12, 13 years. All right. Uh, yeah. Cause I, yeah. At 28. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was 28 when I stopped driving. I was legally blind age 30. That's what it was. So I mean, did you get yeah. to, so I mean, you got to still soak in a lot of stuff that people don't normally get, just like uh just like me, I got to have a couple years with my son, like before he went to kindergarten when I when I stopped working and went on disability, I I got mm-hmm. to soak in like every day, you know, with my son as a stay home dad, you know. Yeah. So that was Yeah, cool. I'll stay at home dad I, I still am now. Um but yeah, I I still spend all the time with the kids, you know, when they're home. So that's awesome. So you got your kids got like you know, something that really is kind of rare in a, in America now, you know, having yeah. like somebody I mean, like your dad it's, home the whole time. And... It's kind of a bittersweet thing. Like, you know, it's the sweet part is I get to hang on the kid for one time, but the bitter side is, you know, it's slowly, my vision slowly going away. It's, it's right. You know, but in a way it's nice because you're getting to like use while you had the vision you had, you were able to kind of do <clears> more than, you know, then maybe you wouldn't have got you know you maybe missed out on but now you didn't you got to like have these you know days and stuff with them growing up yeah the little like moment watching them walk for the first time you know that kind of stuff you know oh, yeah. it happened now I have a very hard time seeing that right so you got to see um, the good the good uh, yeah the good uh, the good things and like the yeah the, the huge moments mm-hmm. that's awesome but I also took a lot of pictures too because I know you used to it before. I would take pictures of those moments too and go back later and look at it again because I may have missed one little thing, you know. Uh, oh, of course, right. So taking pictures of too, the, yeah. The cell phone is a brilliant invention, man, like in terms of for people like us now, you know. I still use it. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll do that if I'm cleaning sometimes. If I don't see something, if I think I cleaned everything, if I take a picture of an area, you can just look, you can look at the image and you'll, for whatever reason, it's easier. You know, our vision looks at it, but I don't know if it just, it just works better for me to look in that picture and go, oh, I miss some stuff, but if I looked in the room where I just cleaned, I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, but ten years ago, that probably worked for me. Now, not so much. Not I, so I much. think it should be too blurry. Okay. Um, because like, so what I said earlier, I had cataracts in both eyes at age twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one removed at age twenty-seven, 
and three hours later, my retina detached. Oh. And then I had a retina reattachment buckle surgery, whatever, uh, three or four days later. I had to spend like five days looking down because the air bubbles in there, and that was, you know, chaotic. And then I right. did not get my other cataract done until five years later. Oh, wow. Because I was so afraid it was going to happen again. But I, yeah, I got no, to I don't blame you. I just got to. Uh, luckily, the second one, nothing happened. But because that gap in between, the two lenses are not aged the same. Okay. So, like, the left eye red might be a little darker than the right eye red. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, my color contrast is a little wacky sometimes, too. I'm apprehensive about that because I know once you get that done, you lose your ability to focus. So, you need glasses. Yeah. You remove that, but, you know. For for my left eye, the one that I read the detachment, mm-hmm. you know, I got home, I, I took the patch off, put the eye drops in, and for the first time, like, I could see so clearly. Like, it was, like, the best image I've had in years. And then my retina fell off and then it screwed me up. Oh, oh but, yes, I um, I think That's, if that didn't happen, be all good. it would have improved a lot. But, yeah, now, if I wore glasses now, I don't wear glasses at all because it's pointless. Right. Um if I did have mine, I, I would have bifocals. That's I'm wondering about that because I mean, I I see so many people say like going back and forth, like because I've had I have one in I think I have one in both eyes, but but it's more an issue in my it's towards the back of my retina and the left eye, so I do okay. get glare and you know the sun's not my friend and um nope. and all that stuff. Um, so I sometimes wonder, I'm like, man, I wonder how really good my vision, I mean, cause my vision's, I'm fortunate to have like, you know, 2025, you know, um, regular, my central vision. So I'm like, man, I wonder what it would be like if, you know, maybe it is just the sun as, you know, cause of the cataract, you know, maybe it's just, that's, you know, what's causing, you know, the glare and, and the, the, the way that my vision is, maybe it would be nice and clear and I'd probably see a lot better than I think I do. But, um, but then I'm like, I don't know, I don't want to lose, maybe I don't want to, I kind of like the fact that right now I don't rely on glasses. I only need them for yeah. like if I'm playing video games or um, watching like a movie or something, and I just want the image to be uh, clear. So, but other than that, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. Like you know, I don't. So I'm like, because ah, well, last time I went to eye doctors, and that's what they said. Like, oh, well, you can do this, but then you'll lose the the focus, and you might need to get glasses. I'm like, I'm like yeah, I don't know. you gotta you gotta kind of. Choose the lesser two evils. Like, what do you yeah, want? Yeah, right. Do you, want? do you want this? Do you want this? Yeah. <laughs> like with any thing? surgery, I mean, with anybody, any surgery, there's always a risk. But when you have something like we have, your mm. risk is higher. Yeah, like, right. Your retina is already damaged. Any stress to your eyeball is going to cause more damage and more stress. You know, yeah, like, so do you want to lose more risk. vision? Do you want to be blind? Or do you want to just keep what you got? Do you want that? Like, yeah, there's so many factors. Yeah. Like, okay. Well, one last question. No, uh, yeah. Here it is, because I'm always curious on this one. And your dreams, are you visually impaired or fully sighted? So I, I listened to the other podcast, and this question comes up. Um, right. So I was thinking about this. I've never had a dream. I got hearing loss, too. So I never had a dream about my impairments. Okay. Um, yeah. So I never had a dream about my impairment, but I had a dream about a cane, my cane. Um, 
I did have a dream with my dog in it, but he was not working. He would just. You know. Oh, see, that's that's still awesome though, because that hasn't happened yet. People who have dogs, so they, because I was like, you ever find it? I'm like, I find it interesting that you haven't had a dream with your dog. Like, wouldn't wouldn't you sooner or later have a dream with with your guide dog in it? And it's like nobody's had one yet. Like, so but the fact that like that's even cooler because you said the dog's in the dream and the dog was not working. He was not working, right? He was just so a dog, right? So I was right? thinking about. Yeah. Just a regular... So I kind of wonder if, like, the cane and the dog is a part of you, mm -hmm. so you don't need to dream about it. Okay. No, it's like, you don't dream about having a face, because you have a face. It's just yeah, a natural yeah, right, part right, of right. you. Right. No. When your face melts off, that's the weird part, but when, yeah, but yeah, we you don't know, it's just, it's just part of you. It is right. what you are. Yeah, so, yeah, I wonder now, if it's just, you don't dream about it, because it's just, Yeah. Part of life, yeah. But since that's uh, like live, but the since the dog, I feel is like could go, it goes both ways because you know when he's not when the when your dog is not working, he's you know part of the family like regular dog. So maybe mm -hmm. that kind of triggered you to have that dream. Like that's why maybe you you don't you don't see him as a that. So that's why in your dream, it came through as, you know, he's just a dog. Yeah. Yeah. You're just your buddy. Yeah, like that's that's cool though. Like I love that. Like I would like to see if anybody ever like like I said, once in a while I'll get those dreams where I'm you know, I realize maybe I'm I don't have the vision like I have from here, but like it's just one of those like I said, it's a feeling that like I'm not supposed to be doing this. So it'd be like interesting right. if you say I had a dream where your dog is in your dream, but you're like, Why is he in a harness? Like you're you just have this you know, like you have that kind of, you know, feeling like you're like, he's supposed to be in a harness, why 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 is he in a harness? <laughs> you know, just for a moment you have that kind of thought. That'd be kinda of interesting. In my dream that was not an issue. We're just like, oh, right. Alex, okay. No. Yeah, know. yeah, right. <laughs> but I think I think that question um, is great because it makes you think now, like when you have a dream now, like you're gonna be like, Did you know what what was I sighted or what happened in that dream? And I I, I like to think of like what happens in my dreams and things and see you know, I like to, I kinda analyze not analyze them to the point where like I wanna know what things stand for, but I like to kinda it's my escape. I, th I feel like dreaming is our escape. That's where we can, we're, we're fully sighted people. That, that was the exciting thing. You sleep and in that world, you know, all is well. Mm -hmm. You can drive a car, uh, you can do all this stuff. Like I, I love analyzing my own dreams. I'll do it. That's my entertainment. Um, <laughs> like I had a dream a couple weeks ago about, I was, I was driving and I was, trying to, I was in a parking lot trying to find a parking spot. Mm -hmm. And you know those time of years when the sun is just about to set and it's like super bright. Okay. Like you can't see anything when you're driving. Right. Um, I in my dream I had that same problem, but it was the sun was everywhere. Like no matter what direction I looked. Oh, you couldn't, right you couldn't escape it. And I was yeah, I was getting irritated. Couldn't find a parking spot. I couldn't see. I had just silhouettes of like cars everywhere. So that was like one of those rare dreams I had about being I not blind specifically, but, but something having a is hard affected, time. Like, but yeah, like, yep. yeah. There's something there. Yeah, that's an interpreter. That's something. Yeah. Yeah, that's something. Yeah. That's no, that's like a past there. irritation thing. <laughs> yep, coming through. Yep, when you were yep something with just dealing yeah. with the sun and dealing with that and the, yeah and yep. Well, it, I, it's it, I think it's cool. Like, I think it's a whole other aspect. I think of you know RP that we haven't really, we're not really thinking about like our dreams and things like that. And so I think we should. Mm -hmm. 
definitely keep more eye, you know, an eye on that kind of stuff and think about, you know, what. Yeah. yeah and sooner or later. I, I still dream in color and black and white. I, mm-hmm. I still do think in my dream, like, like I've seen it yesterday. Uh, okay. My memory might be a little off on some things, but. Uh, right. You know. But yeah, I'm, now I'm waiting for somebody to tell me I have a dream like where they're like actually using their dog like as a guide dog. Like that'd be like crazy. Like wow, well, if I do, I'll let you know. Definitely, because <laughs> I think oh, that's fascinating. Me, I'm excited because you're the first person to actually have one. Like at least your dog is you know in the dream. And I, I mean, I've had people on right. who've had dogs for years, and they've never been in their dreams before. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, why, that's really weird. Why wouldn't your dog you know be in your dream? You figure sooner or later. So how many shows? How many shows you done so far? So far, we're up to I think you're like might be like 37 or 38. Somewhere around okay. there. So, about uh, 38 people, you met your first guy that had a dream about their dog. Yeah, you're my first oh. one that finally had a dog, and they're like, <laughs> finally, yeah. So, most people, it's all their, you know, they don't, you know, they dream they're normal, like fully sighted. Or, yeah. or it's the other way. They've never dreamed they were fully sighted because they were maybe blind or going blind at a younger age. So, most oh, of the dreams okay. have always been like, you know, but I don't think anybody had a dream where, you know, like they had their cane with them. Or like you said, they had like their dog was working or something, you know. But one person I think really opened their eyes asking that question. And uh, it was uh the guy the I forgot what was his name, um Carl. He was like, you know, the weatherman. Yes, the weatherman. Did you hear hear what he said? I don't know if you remember what he said because he was like, you know, it's weird. He's like, I quit driving like this many years ago, and I haven't had a dream in a car since or something. He's like, and I never really thought about it until you asked me that question. I was like, see, like that's why that's your dreams changed because your environment changed. Like now, you know, your routine had changed. You know, see, like so. See, I haven't car in thirteen years. I still have dreams about cars. Yeah, same here. But I think it's also because I work. I have the Mustang. I work on it. I do all the stuff. So I'm, oh, and I'm. I try to stay involved in that world. And I'm passionate mm-hmm. about cars and I love cars and things like that. So I think, yeah, I think if you're still. If it's like you know, especially you and stuff like that, we're, we're into cars. So like, I feel like that's gonna be, even though you don't drive, that 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 that's still fresh in your memory and your brain, like about that feeling and everything. Where Carl would probably just he just you know he might not have been a guy who was like super enthusiast or anything. He just he just stopped driving, you know, because he couldn't drive anymore. True. So now that kind of just I know faded. You, talk, you talk to some people that didn't like driving at all, like they didn't care. Oh yeah, um, right. Girl, like the guy you talked to. She didn't want to drive at all. So she stopped driving at age twenty-one. She she didn't mind. So yeah, there you go. It all, or some people like I remember I asked that question about like getting your vision back, and it's always like I like that one because I've heard people say, "Hey, I'm I'm pretty awesome right now." <laughs> you know, like I don't know if there's anything I would do if I got my vision back. Like I'm 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 pretty happy. You know, so you never know what you're gonna get from that that you know that answer from that question. So. And that's why it's, it's fun yeah, to ask. I, I wonder where I'd be if I didn't have this eye play because, you know. That's it. Like, yeah, like, what kind of person would it be? What's that? Yeah. Like I said, exactly. Like, what kind of person would we be? Like, we don't even, you know. Mm-hmm. Has RP made us better or stronger or, you know. Right. I would have never thought about running for office at any level, you know, five years ago. <laughs> okay. And now yeah. I got an election coming up in November. And, you know, I'm campaigning, kind of. But, you know, it's it's something I would never thought of, so. Well, good luck. <laughs> Thank you. 
hope that goes well. And uh, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I got a question for you. So besides your cane, Mm -hmm. what other technical stuff do you use besides your cane and your phone? Like, do you have an OrCam? Do you have, like, a talking computer? No, I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't touched, like, that base yet. I haven't gotten, I I feel that in my 40s, that's what's coming. Because I feel Mm -hmm. like my my vision shifts every about 10 years, and I'm feeling a shift. I'm feeling I'm going on to that next, like, I'm starting to lose detail a little bit. I feel like I'm, I can, I kind of can feel things like that. So uh, I feel, yeah, maybe, like, you know, I'll have a guy, I would like to get a dog. Uh, but I have to okay. do mobility training and, you know, and all the, you know, you know, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, I did so that. I'd like yeah. to definitely, um, definitely look into getting a dog. Uh, I mean, believe it or not, my okay. license, I still have a valid license technically <laughs> up until this December. My license, really? I, I, I renewed my license the last year I drove. I renewed it like the beginning of the year. So technically <laughs> like this is my official, like goodbye will be this December because that's when I have to you know, make that decision to finally become officially, you know, signed up for services for blind and turn over my license and, you know, get an ID, a regular ID and, and all that stuff. And because yeah. I need to, I need to be, get mobility training so I can get the dog and I want to do that. So, so it's a, that's, I feel like I'm on that back next big step. And that's a, cause I always said I was going to try no matter what to just renew my license. Cause all you have to do is walk in, you know, and be able to sit, get your picture taken, you know, and so I figured I'm like, oh, if I have a friend with me, I can still get mm-hmm. this done, sit down, renew my license, and then I can just go and whatever, it doesn't mean I'm going to drive, but I kind of like, I kind of like having that little attachment, you know, even though it, yeah, you know, it doesn't, I know it doesn't mean, I just, one, I just don't want to go through the hassle of getting another ID and, and all that stuff, but I'm like, there's just that little thing, you know, I can't drive, but at least it's like, hey, I have this, but I'm kind of off the grid, but it's time to be, to make that call now and kind of take that uh, next step and, you know, and all that, yeah. that journey. Um, after I stopped driving, I still had a license. I actually yep. renewed it by mail after that. So I had a license for like six years after I stopped yeah, driving. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I could do something like that, like right now, actually, would be the perfect thing because right now that's what they're doing. If I really wanted mm-hmm. to now since with COVID, I could technically just – you know, I bet you by December, I probably wouldn't even have to go in. You know, I could probably just renew it. But yeah, you know, and then I, there's that part of me that's like, am I trying? Like, why am I doing that? You know, am I hoping yeah. for something that may never happen? Like, hey, you know, like I'll get a cure in five to six years, and because that's my personal feeling. I feel by like 45, <laughs> I feel like next six years. Because when I stopped driving at 35, I said, you know what? Wait, technology's going. And everything, I feel like ten years is is completely realistic that they'll have a cure or something to at least either stop it or restore some of it. You think so? so? Okay, that's my feel. I really feel strongly. I feel like because and and I and way things are going right now, and here we are, almost you know five years later from when I stopped driving. Uh, mm. we've made like huge progress. Uh, from that time. Yeah, we have. So, yeah, I'm like, and that's probably gonna that speed's gonna double. I feel in the next five mm-hmm. six years, things are gonna come like real quick, you know. So maybe you know, even I don't know if you listen to Victor's, Victor's had some really awesome stuff that he was mentioning about peptides and and other things that they're doing. So there's just there's so so many cool sh- you know stuff going on that hey, you know it's it's not 
completely in on, I mean, think about it. You could be driving again and another, you know, we never know like five years. Well, look at the self-driving cars nowadays. You can, you can get a self-driving car. You you can can get your self-driving car. Boom. But you still gotta be a reliable driver behind the wheel in case you have to take over. So I think that's going to be a little while yet, but yeah, but I look uh, forward to the day where it doesn't like, I look forward to like when you're all set, like you can just go in, have your little self-driving car. I don't have yeah. to call anybody for rides. I don't have to rely on anybody. No. I could just go out, go in my self-driving car, program, just tell where I wanted to go, and there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. no, I think all that stuff, I mean, like, it's, it's um, happened, I mean, yep. 10 years, I mean, it's very feasible. I mean, the technology's there. It's just getting it all lined it's just up. Not, and right, right. Make it affordable. I mean, think about it. They've already uh, had, like, 18-wheelers make freight, like, driverless 18-wheelers. Making you know yes. freights yeah. and things like you know, so that's, I mean, if they're doing that now, and they've done that in the past couple of years, like, and Elon Musk, Musk with his uh, you know, his car and all that stuff, like you know, it's like we're gonna, I, I, ten years is definitely, I think, totally, totally doable for a self-driving car. This self-driving car, yeah, I think so. Ten years. Uh, I just hope that you don't need to be a driver. <laughs> Yeah, I want, I want self-driving car where it's like for the disabled specifically, you know, too. Yeah. Like, yep. That would be that would be awesome. They mean, you know, uh, Chrysler right down the street from here. I have to go down there and talk to them. <laughs> yeah, get on, Tom. Get on this. Because yeah. not only that, I want a self-driving car that looks cool too, though. I want a self-driving car that's like a Challenger, but it's a self-driving car. Oh. Well, you know, that, that that's gonna be the rule. I mean, if you're gonna get a self-driving car, it's gotta look cool. Yeah, no, it's I don't want just some little like white character. little plane, little whatever, you know. No, I want something that like yeah, like you can get and customize and speak. It still speaks you, you know. Yep. Yeah, totally. I want a yes. I want a 1969 GTO black on black. <laughs> That's it. But it's a self driving car. I want. Boom. Self driving car. Well, let's make it happen. <laughs> Whoever's listening right now, please <laughs> let's get on yeah, the technology. Let's, let's <laughs> and I'll, I'll be happy to the uh, the guinea pig. You know, give it to right. me. Let me like, test it out for you before the market yeah. gets it. We'll go on the track, whatever. Yeah, we'll get this. We'll, we'll yeah, get all the bugs out. And, and then we also need like <clears throat> we need the sounds and we need the smell. It needs to, oh yeah, it needs to sound like a car. You know, it needs to, you know, it needs to have you know, needs to have all the yeah. that stuff. And yep, muscle car got to sound like a muscle car. <laughs> yep, that's cool. We gotta marry uh, both worlds. We need to marry the, those cars together. What? Uh, being a cane user, uh, do you find the electric cars a little harder to hear? Oh, I haven't encountered it like out in the world. Yeah, you know, I don't walk. I mean, I, I mean, when I, the times I walk and go to where I gotta go. Um, but yeah, I thought about that though. Yeah, I I, I, like... I hear the, I've been around a couple of electric cars now, and and like they come out of nowhere, like they're just there. <laughs> yeah, and I because sometimes I honestly cross the road, I don't even look. I just I go purely on my hearing. I just stop mm-hmm. for a second, I, and I just kind of zone in, and I'm like, okay, why don't there's it's dead quiet, so I can I can safely cross. And yeah. it's like, man, like if you yeah, that's that that's like okay. I mean, I hope that realistically, I would still be able to hear like the wind or you know something because it's, it's even though it's silent, the car is still gonna produce some level of noise. So hopefully, yeah, the tires. That's what I noticed. Yeah. It took me yeah. a while to realize that the the the, the tires 
is what I have to listen for now. So yeah, hear um, yep, you hear that. Yep. So yeah. I, it definitely doesn't help. <laughs> nope. It wouldn't help, you know. But no, yeah, I think they definitely need to make some type of something for those, just so to kind of give a heads up, or I don't know, pump in some fake sound or something. I don't know. But no, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's tricky. No, I totally agree with that. One. Another thing we gotta tap to. <laughs> but hopefully, all these things happen, and hopefully, uh, you know, things uh, a lot of us will get, you know, our vision back, or at least be able to kind of handle this, you know, get a handle on it. I figure, you know, and it'll be good. Or at least, yeah, I, mean, I, I try take, not to focus too much on getting my vision back. I, I just, just try to focus where? on what I can do and move oh, yeah. forward. And if something happens, great. But Same here. I, That's kind of like how I my world is. Like I'm like, like, hey, it'd be great, but right now, here's what we got. But I mean, you know, if you hear, you happen to see a post and you're like, oh, okay, you know, I might see something. Okay, this is this is what's happening. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, good. Like, But other than that, yeah, it's not like every day I wake up like, okay, maybe today's the day, you know. Oh, you know, they're going to tell they they have the cure. Like, you know. I didn't even get a gene therapy. I didn't even get a gene test yet, which I really need to get. Just so, you know, I know exactly what, you know, gene is causing the issue here. Is that for your sake or are you thinking about your kids? Um, I think I think for both, just to me. I mean, but I mean, I don't think so far my son hasn't shown any signs. So, mm-hmm. but doesn't really necessarily mean anything because like I said, mine doesn't, mine didn't really show up until I was like in my teen years. So, yeah. We'll see how it goes, but, but uh, yeah, I think even for my sake, just at least if I know what I got, then hopefully, you know, maybe if he does get it or whatever, we can, you know, maybe that can, we can put a, get a little more, you know, game plan on things. But now that I realize there's so many, you know, different genes and things that could, you know, cause RP, you know, that that's what this, yeah. thing, this or, you know, this podcast has taught me is that there's just so many people that have RP, but it's not like, it's not like cancer, you know. It's mm-hmm. not like you have breast cancer, and this is how, this is how breast cancer. This is the form you have, and this is this is what happens. Yeah, you know, what you would normally yeah. that was it. You you would have a game plan. You know exactly what's up. No, there's like a there's like how many different billions of genes or whatever, you know, that could have mutated and you know and and caused your RP. So your your and the way your RP is advancing is different than this person's and how your vision is affected is different than this person's. And so it's, it's just not cut and dry. Like, Oh, well you have RP now there's yeah just so many different levels of, yes, there are a lot of things that all of us can all sympathize with and how our, it affects our vision. Um, but just the speed and rate and, um, pocket, different pockets of vision that some people have that some people, other people don't have. And, you know, it's, it's, it all comes down to, what that mutated gene is doing, I'm guessing. I don't know, you know, like, you know, and some people have different um, side effects, you know, with their RP. They don't just have RP, like, you know, you have ushers, you know, yeah. and, and you, and so, it, but you, there's people who have, um, I had someone on who had EDS, which is Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, who, on top of, you know, RP, which could have been just because of the whole mutation and all that stuff. Like, it's all, all fascinating stuff, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, I, I can never get into genetics. My a buddy of mine, he the he's in genetics. He's a doctor, PhD, and he starts talking about that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, like my, I don't like know. My mom has. <laughs> anyway, my mom has RP, so I have RP, and 
I have degenerative I have degenerative disc disease. My mom also has degenerative disc disease. She had her her discs fused. My aunt had her discs her lower her disc in her back fused. So it's just okay. It's family. It's all just like this is what you're. This is what I. I mean, fortunately, right now I'm still. You know, I do. I try to stay in shape and everything, so I can probably alleviate when I have to ultimately get that surgery. Um, mm-hmm. But those are just. It's all just. You know, I bet you that's part. That could be very well part of everything we're we we're you know dealing with. So. Are you Irish? I have, I believe, I when I did my, I did the whole like that gene, that the, I did the whole DNA thing. I was, I think I have some, not a lot, because I was always told that I had, yeah, some uh, Irish in me or Scottish or Irish or other. I want to ask because they they say that the RP runs on the Irish side strong. Oh really? Okay. I don't know if that's true or not. I've I've read so many things the last twenty years. You know, <laughs> things probably changed ten times over. But I remember reading an article saying that the the RP gene runs thickly through, or you know, runs hard through the RP or the Irish descent. Because I'm mostly New Britain. That's what my uh, DNA says. I'm, I'm New Britain. Like, okay. New Britain. I'm very big. Like like I think I'm like seventy percent or sixty or sixty five percent. It was a lot more than I thought. I was like, ooh. I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> I'm most I'm mostly that, but I I do believe a little bit of that was in there. I guess when I think a little bit, I like small percent Irish. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah genetics is, is a whole Crazy. new world that I I'm still trying to follow. But that's why I'm happy to have people like Victor, like who's on my show, because he's more like that's his world of biochem, you know, kind of you know, biochemist kind of thing. Like he's that's what he likes to do, and it's like those are the people we need, like because I I'm like lost on it, but it's cool to have people out there that are like, hey, you know. I'll take that, you know, bullet, you know, I'll figure out, I'll try this out, whatever, and I'll get back to you guys, and if it works, you know, I'll pass it along. Yeah. So Like, some people, people say, oh, I got Usher's 1A or this and that. I'm like, I have no idea. I just have Usher's. I don't know. Oh, my what, last, what, uh, oh, two, two interviews ago, <laughs> she had Usher's. Did you listen to uh, Amanda Ashes? Because she had uh, Usher's, and uh, yes, she's Amanda, 95%. Yes. And 95% deaf, I was like... That was a challenge, but we made it work. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I knew she had hearing loss, but I didn't know. She had yeah, a, she the, 95, a yeah. buddy next to her, right? Yeah, her fiancé was helping. She's like, I, I'm going to do Fiancé, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, do whatever we got to do, you know. And she, you know, we, we, you know we, we can make it. I'm like, we'll make it work. You know, mm-hmm. Steve, I know he was worried about, you uh. know, how to handle it. And if he was doing a good job, I was like, dude, here, you know, you're, you're doing just fine. <laughs> you know, we... <laughs> this is what RP is about. RP is about just yeah. trying to figure. Okay, I want to do this. How can I do this? Mm-hmm. And, and and that's it. Yeah, he, he did a good job. You know, she's lucky. I mean, she had like a, she got. I told her you got a good support system, and that's what's the most important part about having uh, not just RP, but her. You know, having ushers, having just having really people you can rely on. Yeah. So, uh, I I but have they, I'm probably in the moderate range of hearing loss, so I'm probably mm-hmm. on the 35, 40%. Right. Uh, but I have, I have really nice set of uh, digital hearing aids that are, are very helpful. So. Awesome. Well, I just want to thank you so much for being on today. This is awesome. And well, thank I hope you one for, day for we, we meet. One day we might meet. <laughs> hey, up for it, man. You keep me in, in line. You come up here. Let me know. We'll work it out. I love it. I would definitely love it. So, but, All right, man. Uh, 
Appreciate being on today. And thank you for this podcast because we need more people like you sharing the positive thing that we can do and not focus on the negative. So I'm glad you're doing this. So thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment. Um, uh, I do it because that's why I do it. You know? Just because you, know, you guys all deserve to have a voice out there. So Making it happen. All right, brother. Yeah, you ha- you're doing a good job. And I'll keep following thank you. Thank you. And, and, uh, keep, in- keep it up. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. See you next week for another episode of Living Free with RP. Get up off the wall. I've never met a challenge I wouldn't face.